Welcome to the All Manner of Things podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking about instruction books within games. Hi, my name's Peter. And I'm Shandell. And this is a podcast where we talk about board games. And today we're talking about rule books or instruction manuals yes. within board games. And we're rambling, and I think this one is more of a rant than a ramble <laughs> to get a few seen, things off our chest. Yeah, look, we've seen things done right, and we've seen things done really bad. Yeah. But um, on the whole, I think it's easier to pick on something which is done poorly than something done well. But anyway, where we can, we'll probably throw in a few examples of things where people have done actually done it right. Yes. Let's, let's remain positive, shall we? And if, you list, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that we are not the type of people to read the instruction manuals fully. Yeah. Which is part of the reason why I wanted to talk about them, because there is a reason for that. And that's when we buy your game, we're not buying it to read the instruction manual, we're buying it to play. And we just want to mm. get in there and play as fast as we can. And that's why we wanted to talk about what we think a good instruction manual has. Yes. So I've got a list of things here. Yep. That we're going to talk about. Yep. And I have read through the list. Yep. I'm, I'm very happy with all the points you've mentioned. Uh, there's a couple of overarching points that I'll also raise as well, which I think kind of falls in between your categories that you've you've listed. But yeah, absolutely. Ready to rock and roll. Okay. So the first one I've got is a cover. Yes. It's not really much I wanted to say about this. I've got a, a little bit to say here. I thought you might have there. a bit to yeah, say. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We've uh, we've come across some real doozies of covers, ones which are done really well. Can I say Burgle Bros? I love the cover. It's like the blueprints, Manila envelope. You open it. It feels like it's a it's a part of a secret objective or a secret mission it's part of the theme that it really wraps you into it you want to flip through the pages and uncover your mission objective you know it's really clever the way that it does that uh, there are other ones which which steal from artwork on on cards or don't really kind of feel like fresh work that kind of wrap themselves into the theme of it uh, and, you know, I think it really goes a long way to entice people to open up and start reading if you have a nice cover. Yep, I could agree with that. I didn't really have much to say. I knew, but I knew you felt passionately about, passionately about covers of instruction manuals. Yeah, again, I mean, I just said it. Can't judge a book by its cover, you know, all the rest of those ha-ha-ha type things. But this does kind of go a long way for me to feel enticed about uh opening up the pages and, and reading through it. And I guess it goes into what you're about to say next. Yeah, so the next thing I've got is backstory and flavour text. So backstory, because most of the games we play are thematic. Yes. So when you open the book, the first thing that you see generally is a little bit of a description of the story of the game rather than yep. the instructions. And I love that and it belongs there at the first part of the book. Mm, definitely. It needs to be clearly different to the rest of the manual. Yes. Because, like I said, the first time I play it, you don't I want to probably, be reading that. Yeah, no, I probably no, no. want to just I get don't. into the game. Yeah. And then the second time I play it, I, you know, might have a bit of a read. I, of always, that. I always feel like the backstory is something you really want to read the very next morning over your cup of coffee or, or breakfast when you're flicking through the pages and 
I find sometimes working out what you did wrong because yeah. you didn't actually read the instruction manual word to word. But at the end of the day, um, it's really nice to have that 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 thematic story of yeah. why you're there, there why, what's your objective? behind it. There are some games it. that I will read it before we play it. And if we have a games night, I find sometimes, like if I'm explaining a game to someone for the first time, I will read that out because the first thing I always do when explaining a game, and it's the same when we explain games on this podcast, is tell the story. Yes. You know, because that's what the game's about. So if I'm teaching other people, but for me, when I get a game, I just want to play it. So I'll skip past that part, but I like having it there. And just in terms of skipping past, it's the same with flavor text throughout the instruction manual. I don't mind it being there, especially if it's done well, if it's a bit funny. I'm thinking... um, Galaxy Trucker and Space Alert yep. It's done really well. I think another one as well would be Unfair with the yes. stick drawings and whatnot yeah. through it. Yep. Absolutely. But it needs to be clearly different so that you're not – that you can skip past it when you want to just read the instruction manual quickly yeah. Yeah, definitely. to get playing. Yep. I think maybe the only thing, other thing I'll add is the length of the backstory. Like it doesn't need to be a novel yeah. Uh, if you can get to the point, I guess we're it already on how purchased. complicated the game yeah. is as well, a little bit. We're, we've already purchased this game because we believe in the theme, the story that it to- tells you. So you don't really need to sell us on too much of a backstory. But yeah. still, to get us in, in the mood, sometimes it's kind of nice to read it out, out loud in front of the, the group of people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next thing I want to see is a components list. And this is... Pictures, people. Yes. Pictures, pictures, pictures. A photo or an image or however you do it and the name that you've given that component piece. Yes. And every single piece. And I don't care how many pieces you have because you can have pages of this component list. It doesn't matter. If your instruction manual ends up huge, I can flick past that page. But when I'm reading the instructions and it says, and then you get a mind token and I'm looking at all the different tokens that are there going, which one is the mind token? I want to be able to flick back to that page and see a picture and know exactly what it's talking about. Yeah. I'll add to that a little bit. We use dot points where possible, okay? We don't need to have a paragraph on, you know, exactly what it is, etc. You got a picture, then that's great. That's, that's amazing. Again, yeah. that's all you need. Uh, list items, I suppose, for, for all the setup components. Yeah, and I'm thinking just in terms of examples and stuff, there's a game that we've played called Trillith and it literally has a board and two pieces. One of them is a cube and the other one is like a, rectangular cube so it's you know the same size on one face and it's three cubes but it's equivalent to three cubes lined up next to each other two pieces that's it they've given them names yeah one's a post and the other ones i think are lintel um which i'm that's sure good has, memory <laughs> which i'm sure has some sort of architectural reasoning yeah. or whatever the game is very abstract but in the rule book, they have photos of both of those. Yeah. So that when they start talking about a post in a lintel, you know exactly what piece they're talking about. Exactly. And there's only two pieces. So I think just have a photo and a name. You don't need to describe what the piece is because you're going to get to that during the, the actual crux of the game manual. But just something for us to flick back to. One other thing that I would also include on that is the number that there is 
of all those of those pieces as well, which is great in case you accidentally something happens to the board, your cat jumps on the table or something and knocks the pieces, and you don't know how many cards or components there were. That's always great. That's always yeah. handy to yeah. have. Okay, the next thing on the list, which I've tried to put this list in order that I want to see it in a rule book. It generally is put in this order. So I'm just sticking to what you generally see because it makes it easier if they're all the same and you know where to find the thing you're looking Absolutely. for. Absolutely. That's another big thing as well. Yeah. I hate flicking through backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards with finding that bit of information that yeah, you have. Because this rule book put it in a different put, place yeah, exactly. the same as all yeah. the other rule books. Yeah. yeah, Don't try and be clever and put it in a different order. Put it yeah. in an order that works. And with the components, if it's a chit, call it a chit sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I know you have to go with the theme and that's great. If it's a miniature, call it a miniature. If it's a dice, call it a dice. You know, I sometimes get a little bit confused when the people – call a component completely different thing to what it is just you know if it's if it's a token call it a token the next thing is the setup because like i said when i open that box and i want to get in there and play i'm going to skip past the backstory i'm going to skip past the component list but i need it there to look back at but i want to set the game up straight away i want to be able to play it so the next thing you need is the setup and the best way to show the setup is a picture yes Pictures. Oh my gosh! Use pictures as much as you can. Yep. Like we cannot stress that point. And look, you can combine the setup picture with the component if you really wanted to. No, say no, A, I B, disagree. C, D on it, and next to that you say if if those piles of tokens are called mind tokens or something, you know, you could say there's thirty eight of those. I well, I would keep them separate because I want to be able to in the instructions when it starts talking about different components. I want to be able to flick back to that component list to see. But the setup is there, a picture and a step one, shuffle these cards. Step two, put these components out. Step three, do this, whatever it is. I just want to be able to get that game set up as fast as I can so that I can start playing it as soon as possible. Exactly. Okay, the next thing is, surprise, surprise, but how to play the game. Yes. Now, this is always the crux of the instruction manual and depending on the game and its complexity, this is going to be different. Mm -hmm. So there's not much I can say about this part. I can. I can say a little bit. Like oh, there is something I can say about it. <laughs> Sorry, I jumped in there. I do have some things yeah, to say, but, yeah. um, but there's not a lot. You, you go first. Okay. If it's about how to play, there are steps involved. So please number the steps. Okay, I I like seeing numbers when when it's something which happens in a certain order. Also, if it's a round, call it a round. Yes. If it's a turn, turn, call it a turn. Yes. These are common terms that people know what they are. Yes. If you really, really want to, define that in the glossary at the back if you've got one, there's space for it. But at the end of the day, call it what it's common terms. Yes, terms is one of the big things I did want to talk about. As much as you want to come up with these cool words that fit in with your theme, don't get cute. Honestly, if it's an action, call it an action. I've got particular games in mind with this, but you said we weren't going to be negative on any of his specific games, but they'll say... Because a lot of games do this right. That's the yeah. thing. So yeah. picking on picking on games that do it right is, is you know... It's, it's very easy because, I don't know, there's so many, but the, there's one or two games out there, yeah. Netrunner, that do it <laughs> wrong and it does make it a little frustrating. Look, 
I'm just going to, can we just Netrunner say Netrunner Android. Yeah. There we go. Netrunner Android. Netrunner uh, <laughs> Net and It droid. calls the actions clicks. Yes. And it goes with a theme because you're clicking the mouse. Yeah. Because no, you're, I get it. I you're get it. You're a computer hacker. Yeah, yeah. We all get, we get it. But it's confusing. It it's is. unnecessary. Just call it actions. Like you've got five actions in a turn. You don't have five clicks because yeah. that gets confusing. You've got five actions in a turn. That's actions. A round we is each person yeah. has one turn yeah. that makes a round. A turn is one player does their thing. That's a turn. A phase. We are very positive people, okay? <laughs> and we generally we love board games of all types and we we'll give anything a go. I believe in that. But this makes it easier for us it, to play it, those board games. It does. We want to play the game. We don't want to get confused by your rule book. Exactly. A phase, that's one that I was going to say, there's two different ways that can be taken. You can have different phases in your turn. So you could have like the action phase and then the buy phase or something like that. Or you can have different phases in the game, like something will happen until a certain round and then you'll reach a different yeah. phase. Yeah, yeah, like viticulture or something, how you had different seasons, I believe, in, in, in that game. It's been a while since I've played it. Yeah, but and I don't do know if that was the base game of the expansion. Yeah, okay, maybe, could be. But either way. Either yeah. way, we played it and it had, it had different, seasons. different seasons. And that's great, that's brilliant. That's a yep. phase to me as well. So you're right. Phases. And I guess you can, uh, you could probably call it, I mean, calling it seasons in that game makes sense, but it's still put phase in brackets or something, like just so that we can keep track of what's going on. Yeah. But yeah, actions, turns, rounds, they are common names for a reason. Um, another thing with the how to play. Uh, maybe another one as well, sorry, is player. Yes. <laughs> Simple thing. You are the player. Yes. Meeple is is the character, I suppose, that sits on represents a person. Yep. You know, again, these are common terms. Um, other things with the how to play. Again, well, as I mentioned, the flavour text, you can have that throughout the how to play, just yep. have it clearly different. Definitely. Another thing that you can have throughout the how to play, which is very helpful, but still should be kept clearly different, is examples. Yeah, true. So again, I'm thinking Space Alert. Space Alert has a fantastic rule book. Yep. And the examples are in little, I think they're in little boxes with different coloured backgrounds. Mm, so it's mm. very clear when something's an example. So if you get, if you understand that particular rule, you don't need to read the example. But if you don't, if you're struggling, then having those examples is always really helpful and it's good to have them there. Definitely. So feel free to put them in. And I know the more I'm talking, the more it sounds like I'm going to get you to make huge rule books. But at the end of the day, it's worthwhile. It's paper and the cost is cheap. I've got more. I've got more to say on the general how to yep, play. Yep. Like I'm saying, because the game's very so much in complexity, obviously how you write this section is going to be very much dependent on what your type of game is. But if your game is one that has battles in it, so you have different actions that you can take, you move around the board, you do all sorts of stuff, but in a particular scenario you might be in the same space as another player and you battle, have that separate and have it after the general how to play rules or the other actions you can do. Because at the start of the game, chances of battling are very low. You're going to be moving, you're going to be collecting resources. Whatever else your game does yeah. is what you're going to be doing at the start. So have those instructions first so that we can start to play. And then when we reach a point where we're like, oh, we have to battle, we have to try and kill a monster or we have to fight each other. That's when we're going to open the rule book again and check, okay, now that we've reached a battle, how do we battle? And so having it as a separate part 
of the how to play section, but also after the how to play section, makes it easier for that to happen. Yep. The next two things that we've got listed, and I'm not entirely sure where I would put them in the rule book, whether I'd put them at the start of the how to play or whether I put them at the end of the how to play, but that is winning and losing, how you win and how you lose. Sometimes it's nice to hear that right up front. Like in this game, you will be chasing relics on an island. You win if you collect the relics, you lose if the island sinks. Just sometimes it's nice to hear the winning and losing conditions up front. Otherwise, having them at the end. I prefer them having at the end. Yeah. And you may want to put something in at the very, like within the descriptive text at the start or or basic description, right at the how to play area, right, right at the start. Like don't even go into too much detail about it. So people get the idea of how it works. And a good theme probably would already have that assumption of how you would actually like win or lose. And lose generally means dying, but not all the time, mind you, but it generally does. So it's a page turner to me. It helps me, it helps me learn about the game to, to read everything. And then right at the very end, you win. If you you do this and you lose, if you do that, it's a story almost, you know, you set it up and then it flows through to the end and that's how you complete the game. And the other thing that needs to be mentioned very clearly, maybe with its own heading is the end game condition. Cause people want to know how to play the game, but they also want to know, okay, when is this game going to be over? Having that end game condition listed out, I don't know whether you put it with the winning or losing, I don't know. I'm just sort of listing things that need to be in a rule book. The next thing I have on my list is card descriptors or character descriptors or, and this is where you have like that glossary of, if you've got a bunch of different races you can play and they've all got different abilities, you have them like a photo of the race and yeah. a description of yeah, how yeah. their ability plays. Yeah. And you have that for all of them. Or if you've got a bunch of cards that are more complicated than one, two, three, you know, if they've got more complicated things on them, a description of how they work. And so you have all the cards listed out and you have that. And it's just there. It's available f- so that when I get stuck in the game because I've got one particular card that I don't really understand the the small amount of text that's written on the card, I can look through the rule book and find the bigger description of it at the end. And a lot of games do this. Yep. And yes, it takes up a lot of pages again, but it's better than someone going, I don't really understand how this card works. It's not anywhere in the rule book. I'm going to have to stop in the middle of the game, jump on the internet, and then everyone's got their phones out. And then all of a sudden your game's night has taken a turn exactly. in a direction you didn't want it to go. Yeah. Um, and it just, it's, Put the phones put the phones down for sure. Look, I like this. Sometimes you can have this at the very last page as like all the, as you said, all the card variants or I can't remember. I don't know of a good example. I've, I feel like I've seen something just recently where there was... Small World? Yeah. Small World does yeah, it. So they've got yeah, all the races yeah, and all the abilities yeah. and they're all listed out. So there's the picture that matches the picture on the little token thing and... It tells you exactly how that ability works and with a lot of games you're just going to have cards that have say numbers like one, two, three. You don't need a like sort of glossary of cards for that or if you've got certain iconography that's been explained earlier in the rule book so it's got like a dice picture and it has a number next to it and then it's got a skull picture and a number next to that then you don't need to explain that 
It's just if there's something a bit more complicated on your cards and you can't fit the full description on the cards, like you don't don't keep it a secret from the people who are playing your game. You've got it in your head how that card works. So let the players know. Write it down in the rule book. Yeah, and it, it doesn't hurt having cards look different if they're different types of categories as well. Don't make it like a small little marker on the top corner or something to do with the border yep. or something. Change it, change it to a different colour card. So yep. it's nice and easy to see from a distance and it's nice and easy to shuffle as well. You really want to categorise those really quickly at the start of the game and then and mix them up and, and, um, and shuffle them and start dealing as fast as possible. Especially if it, the back of the card as well can be different as well. That, that helps unless it's one of those games where you need to have the, those cards hidden yeah. with the different types. But on the whole, I think having a, a slightly different feel and design, same layout, but different colour um, designs also is, is really helpful, especially cater for the people who are colourblind as well. I'm not yep. one, but we do know someone who is. And another thing on top of that is if you're going to do expansions, please make sure that you mark those cards or the add-in components with a different type of uh, Something. symbol yeah. and make it obvious So as that you well. can take them out after Absolutely. you them yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So that just all leads on to that whole keeping, thing, keeping things simple, a layout simple. I mean, obviously you want to make it pretty and that can be make things more difficult. Uh, sometimes making something simple is makes things difficult to design. But at the end of the day, I think it is possible to try and find that balance between it all. Yep. Okay, and we're still going, so there is more I want after this. So after the card descriptors, because that's a very clear spot in the book that you can easily flick through and see that, so then you can start again after that with variants. Yeah. Completely separate them from the rest of the rule book. You go, okay, you've got, you're only playing with two player. This is the two player variance, yeah. which goes through how you change the setup, how you change the play, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you don't need to rewrite the entire thing. You say, look, 80% is exactly the same, except for the changes on the rules of A, B, C, D. Yep. But any variance you're going to have, have them all in one spot and have them there at the end so that people can go, okay. I can set up the game, I can quickly flick to this section, see the changes I need to make. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And then the last thing I've got is summary sheets. Now, we've got a few games that the back page of the rule book is a summary sheet and it could be a summary sheet of how a round runs or how the points work or like in the example of King Domino, it's got how many of each particular terrain type there are yeah. in the game. So even simple games like simple playing games like well, that have a summary. List. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, have a summary sheet like that that helps you think, throughout the game. I think more Sentinels of the Multiverse is a good example where it does give you that overarching first you get hit, then you yeah. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so you zombie, just side, zombie side Black Plague on the yep. back, it has the order yep. that you hit zombies in and stuff like that. What I want to say is back in the day, <laughs> like I feel like back when we started playing board games, they would have that not on the back of the rule book, but as separate sheets that you could hand out to each player. 
or cards. Yeah. If it is a if it is a cards game, you'd have a card each where you could put that to one side. Yeah, and it gives you a basic description yep. of or a part whatever of that summary sheet has. Yep. That or helps part you of the, play. Part of the tableau as well. If you've got a card which has got the character information on it, it also have a brief, you know, one sentence or one word description on um, the steps that you need to do in your turn. Yep, or the actions that you're able to take on your turn. But I feel like that's something that's stopped happening. Like, is it just me? Because I think the games that have that are Forbidden Island. On your character card, it has your special ability, but you flip it over and it's got a reminder of the actions you can take and the order of your turn. Shadows of a Camelot. You have your character card... And with again, with your special ability and your little health dice, and down the bottom it tells you, you know, you've got to do a good action, a bad action. These are all the good actions you can do. These are all the bad actions. Like it's yep. got that summary on there. I'm going to think of another one, but... Tiny Epic got a, a couple on that as well. Tiny Epic Zombies has, with your character card... A little card. bit. You're right. You're right. It does on your character card. So they've done that. That's one of the more recent ones. Yeah. But I feel like it used to be... That they always did that. I know there are other games that do it. Oh, um, Castle Panic. Yeah. Castle Panic has a little card that each person can well, have Castle sitting Panic next to them. Castle Panic actually had it on the board as well. It did, didn't it, on the corners of the board. On the corners, the board. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Mm. But just it makes sense to me so that each person's got it written down in front of them so they can track it. Yeah. Thankfully with some games, can go onto Board Game Geek and get a little one-page summary you can print off for each person. I'm thinking we've done that for Battlestar Galactica. Yep. And it's very helpful. But I just feel like games used to do that and then lately they've just forgotten that that's a thing that they can do to help people. I, I think you do have some exceptions to those rules, like Dominion. It's not that difficult, some of no. those turns. Plus, Dominion have made it ABC so that you remember how yeah. your turn goes. Yeah. I mean, I suppose for the first game it doesn't hurt having that there but it's pretty like well i've got no cards in my hand what do i do you know you shuffle it and you put it on the deck on the other side you know it's it's pretty easy yeah and there are and there definitely are games that are very simple for that fact i suppose oh maybe because i'm thinking photosynthesis now i'm thinking newer games that we've bought and that does have down the bottom it has little icons that go through all those different yeah, things. Yeah, but those icons bug me. Because like, the trees all look the same. Yeah, I know. And it takes up a lot of real estate. I love this game. It's a beautiful game. Don't get me wrong. The The theme is great. It all works really well. It just, it's amazing. But those iconography at the bottom, you know, it doesn't hurt to put in a couple of sentences. Like one word. Or whatever. Maybe the maybe the aiming this for uh, an international audience, in which case I don't need to reprint the boards, and that's fine. I get it. But I don't mind. I don't mind the icons because once you because the idea of the summary sheets is not to teach you how to play the game. The idea of the summary sheets is a reminder once you've been taught how to play yeah, the game. Yeah, it is. What each of these things and are. I forget every time. Is it three light points or four light points to? to to, to grow to the, the larger tree. And I think the thing is when you look straight down, down, it looks like you're going from a small tree to a middle tree and so we always pay that amount but then you realise afterwards actually that was going from the middle tree to the large tree so we've paid too much. But that's just because we don't look across the whole board. But I don't Maybe think that's, that's a, our problem. I yeah, don't think that's, that's a problem okay. with the board. But yeah. that's a good example <laughs> of 
having that summary, instead of putting it on the back of the rule book, actually having it so each player has it in front of them to remind them. Yeah. And that's what I think people need to do more rather than putting it on the back of the instruction manual because when it is on the back of the instruction manual, you find you're passing that around throughout the game. People are like, oh, can you just pass me that because I need to remember this. Yeah, exactly. And you're passing it around and really just just give us all a summary sheet. It just makes it that little bit easier. Yeah. And that's it. That's my rant. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add? Yes, I had a couple of things. Um, One is QR codes. Love QR codes, okay? These things are, if you don't know what a QR code is, a little picture, generally black and white, with a little blocky image. You get your phone out, you scan it, and it takes you to a link to a website, maybe a YouTube video, and allows you to have more of the, let's watch a video that explains us, explains um, the rules to a game, rather than actually reading the game. And I'm, I'm a bit of a lazy person. I will rather watch somebody tell me how to play a game, like watch it played, amazing. I love those um, YouTubes, and it's easier. It's so much easier for me, and I remember that a lot more. A great example is Game of Thrones. Yeah. The way they did that was fantastic. I believe the first time we actually showed this to other people, we actually showed them the video because yep. it was straight yep. to the point. It was very clear, and trying to describe that any other way would take too long. Yep. So let's jump in. Play the video. Everyone's seen the same thing. Everyone's on the same page. No excuses. Yep. Have I missed something? No, because the video's explained it all. Let's get in. The one thing about that video, though, is they keep putting that little boom. And I know it doesn't make that sound, but like the icon fantasy flight games or something oh, yeah, in yeah, between yeah. every section. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, makes yeah, the yeah. video longer. And when people see that you're about to put a half an hour video on to show you yeah. how to play a game, yeah, it can be a little off-putting. Yeah, maybe bring your popcorn for some of those. Or, I mean, as I we do anyway, watch the video first. Don't bring um, the uh, instruction manual to the table and start reading it for the very first time on a games night. It was it'll be a disaster of a games night because some people yep. will read faster, some people want you to repeat what you said because and you won't remember it. So please pre-read the instruction yep. manual before bringing it to a games night. Yep. Um the other thing with that Game of Thrones one, even though it was really good, we did because it was so long, we did always stop it before the end and it was the same thing what I was weighing with the setup is because they tell you enough of how to play that we just start playing, but then they go into the battle. So we always stopped it before the battle because we're like, well, that's enough for us to actually get started. And the first time that I'm playing a game, I don't mind if I have to stop partway through to read the book. Absolutely. Because yeah. I really just want to play. Yeah. Like that's why I buy games to play. So I want to set it up and then I want to play. And when I get to a point where I need to read a little bit more, I don't mind stopping to read that little bit more. So, exactly. you know. Yeah. So um, anything that's uh, like a YouTube video or some sort of an assistant to help you. I understand there's applications now that's um, being pushed out there. That, applications? Yeah, that you know, with your phone, it's all on Kickstarter, etc., where they're actually helping you guide through how to play these certain apps, and that's great. I'm all for it, all for using different medias, different mediums, I should say, um, which will help you discover the best way that works for you. Yep. 
You've been listening to the All Manner of Things podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us podcast at allmannerofthings.com or alternatively you can visit our website at www.allmannerofthings.com thanks for listening bye